Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. With more than 35 years combined industry experience, Alex Husner and Annie Holcomb have teamed up to connect the dots between inspiration and opportunity, seeking to find the one story, idea, strategy, or decision that led to their guests' big aha moment. Join them as they highlight the real stories behind the people and brands that have built vacation rentals into the $100 billion industry it is today. And now, it's time to get real and have some fun with your hosts, Alex and Annie. Welcome to Alex and Annie, the real women of vacation rentals. I'm Alex. And I'm Annie. And we are here today for what is pretty sad, I would say. You know, we've we've had a really good run with this and we really like doing these first of the month bonus episodes. We really like doing the podcast, but it's just been so much since we started our new jobs that we're we're gonna be this is the last podcast episode. So Annie, do you have any thoughts? Um, no, I'm just grateful to be able to actually share it with Michelle and Vanessa, who have been very dear friends of mine and ours for the since we've been doing this podcast. And so it's bittersweet, but I think we've both taken on roles that are just enormous in the industry. And, and we just are working seven days a week trying to kill ourselves to do it all. And we don't want to let the podcast suffer. So yeah, we're we're very sorry. This is our last episode, but thanks for joining us, ladies. Well, and so now this is going to be Michelle and Vanessa. Um, the real women of vacation rentals. So, guys, w- welcome. We're excited to hand this over to you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going for it. <laughs> Just kidding, everybody. We're being silly. Happy April yep. Fool's Day. <laughs> we are joined by Vanessa Moore and Michelle Marquis, who are dear friends of ours. So, welcome to the show, both of you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thanks for having us. So I know lots of people know you guys. Um, I think probably Michelle is more well-known than Vanessa, although I do know lots of people know Vanessa. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about your roles with um, TravelNet Solutions? You go, Vanessa. Thank you. So I am the Director of Distribution at TravelNet. And this is a new arm of our business that we're really focusing for 2023 in regards to distribution and all the fun stuff that we're going to be adding. Um, to our current product and actually sunsetting our old product and bringing up this great new platform that we have. I have been with TravelNet two years now, and I was the chief revenue officer for the last two years. But just in the last month, um, I have moved into a new role, which is chief innovation officer. So I'm basically responsible for new projects, new things that we're doing that are, um, you know, we we think kind of changing um, our hospitality hub and and how the market will look at us and how the market will adopt us. And so one of those things is distribution. And so when we started heading down this road, Vanessa was the, the first person. Well, and you too, Annie, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you already got picked up too. How did that I heard? <laughs> <laughs> but I would have loved to have had both of you. But uh, have Vanessa join us for the distribution product we're rolling out. Um and so we're real excited about that. Real excited. Well, we know um, just from and talking with other other partners throughout the last year or so, I mean, what TravelNet is doing um, to kind of change the industry and the way people are looking at the technology stack is, is nothing short of um, incredible. We've been really impressed. And, and I know you've got a lot of really big 
HMC, HMCs, we call them HMCs and Marriott, uh, PMCs that are super excited about what you guys are offering. And I think this next step, this next step for you, Michelle, I mean, whatever you do, you always do it 110%. So you're going to you're going to hit the ball out of the park, but maybe tell us a little bit more about what you've got going on and we can just dive into some deeper conversation about it. Sure, sure. So um, we launched in January our hospitality hub. And when you think of the hospitality hub, it is um, the idea that um, a property manager can, you know, design their own tech stack. And, you know, something that most property managers say, I don't need another technology provider. Please don't give me more. I do not want, I think somebody told me they had 17 different technology providers. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so our, our vision is, as a hospitality hub is you can have a choice. Property manager could still say, I want to do business with you know, all of these different vendors. But our thought is, is to anywhere we don't partner, we can buy or build and put these uh, technologies and these features into the product so that when it's either natively built or it is uh, complementary to what I do, to what I do, to what we do, you put them into one product and that's the hospitality hub. So whether you need finance, you need your room clean, whether you want to do distribution and you want to do it strategically, whether you down the road, we're going to have payments it's better together. So no longer does one technology plus another technology equal two. All in one, it could be three or four. Um, so it better together is basically the line on that and the way that we think about that. Um, you know, what I'm hoping, one of the things we talk about today is distribution as a whole and kind of what we think has, you know, changed. What does the recession um, do with distribution, which I know you both have, you know, you were both in the last recession. And so you know um, how this affects channels and how it uh, affects uh, property managers looking at things. So I'm hoping we can kind of talk about that a little bit today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, when you look at all these different tools that property managers are using now and, and 17 is my gosh, that's that's incredible. I think we've I think actually we've we've heard more than that. I think we heard 27 on one of our episodes, which at a certain point I was like, I can't believe you even still keep counting because that, that's just crazy. But I mean, the the efficiencies that one is able to get if you take that time to consolidate those efforts, it's it's it could be a game changer. I mean, you don't have to ha have as much staff if you're able to operate more efficiently. You can, um, you know, grow revenue. You can grow in different ways that you wouldn't be able to if you're across multiple different platforms. But um, where where are you seeing most of that convergence? I mean, you know, it used to be that the channel managers would say that you can be on a hundred plus channels, and is is anybody still really taking that approach? Or I mean, where where is the convergence that you're able to really optimize? I think for distribution, it's on the technology side. So you. What I've seen with PMs is that they have to hire so much additional staff because they're direct connected through a channel manager, but there's so many manual steps that you have to do. We've been talking to some of our customers and they have like three to four dedicated people just to solve issues. Um, so a big thing that we've done and which made me come to TravelNet was the amount of money that we're putting into our technology to solve all these problems. So we're not just like 
talking the talk now, we're putting it behind where you have to go to 17 different screens to, to really optimize your listing. It's now all in one. And that's really where we're putting a lot of our efforts into. Um, your point to the channels, we still have channel managers that, hey, we can get you out to a thousand different channels. Um, the approach we're taking is that we are con direct connecting to the channels that our customers want to be on and where's the biggest ROI. So we may have the biggest reach, but the, our connections to those channels are gonna be impeccable. Yeah. So I think that that's one of the things that the three of us, um, Michelle and Vanessa and I learned from our past history was that it, it's not always about being, you know, everywhere all at once. It's about being where you need to be when the customers are searching. And so I think that being able to have access to the right channels that fit your inventory. And if you're listening to your customers, instead of just listening to maybe the channel, the channel is going to come and do a really good job of selling you to be connected, but maybe that's not the right way, you know, for your current customer base. But, um, you know, off of that, I think, Michelle, you alluded to it is, um, you know, our past experience with down economies, it opens people's minds to like, oh, wait, maybe that maybe there are more channels out there. I think that Alex and I have learned um, through the podcast that there's a lot of people that listen to the show that are actually those kind of beholden to one channel operators and they've never looked there. And then they're very concerned about, well, how do I diversify and how do I have more than one channel? It's like, well, now is exactly the right time to be able to think, think about that channel mix. So for you guys to be able to offer more than just say those two, those two big ones that kind of fit our space, having more diversification. Some people are going to choose all of them. Some people are going to choose two of them and maybe they'll switch to three next year. But for you guys to be able to do that, I mean, that's just the ability for them to make a bigger reach at, at less cost. And, you know, to Vanessa, to your point, it, the staffing becomes a huge problem because you can't throw people at every, you know, every problem that you have. Yeah. And, you know, it's the 80-20, you know, um, what is the 20% that brings you the 80%? Right. Oh, you know, there's, there's absolutely benefits to being on that, on those tail sites, but depending on how much manual work you have to do, um, like we were talking to someone the other day who had gotten uh, two bookings from a channel that they, that thought they would experiment with, but both bookings were not correct. Taxes weren't correct. They had all kinds of problems with them. And, she, you know, she spent most of her day that day trying to figure out the two bookings they got from that channel. Right. So she was just like, I don't know if these long tail um, uh, distribution channels are really worth it. So, you know, our, yeah, our thought is let's focus on the, let's focus on the ones that are going to deliver the most revenue. Also, um, because of my background, eyeballs, right? How many yeah. eyeballs is distribution is just advertising. Right. Yeah. You're paying for shelf space. And actually, you're not even paying for shelf space. We'll be back in just a minute after word from our premier brand sponsor, Cosigo, and co-sponsors Guest Ranger and Good Neighbor Tech. Cosigo's founder, Steve Schwab, has been quoted as saying, you can only be a local in one place. This simple yet profound statement is the basis of Cosigo's franchise model, which allows locally owned vacation rental management companies the ability to compete at a national level by leveraging the systems, software, and support, the buying power of a much larger organization. As a Cosigo franchisee, you have the freedom to run your business with the support of a community of like-minded professionals while leveraging the economies of scale and buying power to increase profitability and reduce operating costs. Guest Ranger is the premier guest screening and chargeback protection solution. Leveraging AI, their tool effectively detects fraudulent activity, fake IDs, and underage guests, while also performing comprehensive dynamic background checks. With Guest Ranger, businesses can rest assured that their customers are safe and secure. 
Good Neighbor Tech allows you to manage your properties remotely and intelligently, protecting your owners and your guests. Their smart Wi-Fi locks allow you to provide temporary access to home and garage from anywhere and keep track of when guests and service providers are in the property. Good Neighbor Tech provides the ability for you to collect email addresses from all guests staying in a property, not just the one who booked the reservation. Every guest who connects to the internet will see your branded welcome page and be prompted to provide their email address in order to connect to the Wi-Fi. Visit casago.com forward slash franchise, guestranger.com and goodneighbortech.com for more information. You're paying to like, they're only, you're only going to pay for it when they actually buy Pull it off the shelf. Right. Yeah. Right. And look exactly. at it and yeah. they pick up the phone or they Google the name. You're not paying for that. Yeah. So the, you know, it is positioning product. What is it? Position product. Help me out. Price. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's, it's too late to be asked. That's where we're all in marketing. It's like, what? Right. There's actually a fourth one now too. But anyways, it's having those things that, you know, when you go to the grocery store, the things you see at your eyeball level, those things are merchandised correctly. The right. Things end cap, they're merchandised correctly. Well, that's what you have to do if you're going to have a listing so that you not only get good booking through the website, but that you're also getting billboard effect, which is, I don't know, one time I heard it was like four more bookings. Andy, maybe you remember that? Yeah, it was. I think the last report that was done was the one they did with Cornell. And it was like six out of, you would get six... Six bookings for every 10 that saw your property, they would like be billboard effect over to your... I would love to see a new report for that because I wonder, I wonder with so many channels, do people even remember anymore? So, you know, I mean, there's definitely a direct book, but then again, there's just so much offerings out there. But I had a question about that. So how many channels... So I know like we're super excited from the Homes and Villas standpoint. We've got a really great connection with you guys and it's working well. And I think, you know, we're not trying to be the all-encompassing channel that does everything. We're trying to bring a very specific niche type guest. Um, but again, there's a lot of op- options out there. So like, how did you guys, I mean, did you really just kind of stack rank them through your customers, what they wanted? And so like, these are the, these are the channels. So we, we, we made the cut. So that's, that's feel, makes me feel good. Um, how many channels are you guys going to directly connect with? Well, to start, it'll be five. Um, okay. The five biggest ones you could have who they are right off the top. Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, yes. I should say that, Really, we have more like 10 already, but, you know, the the big five, Airbnb, VRBO, Marriott's Homes and Villas, which I think you guys just changed your game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, those are the, you know, the biggies, right? And then from there, it's Home to Go and Hopper and Wednesday and uh, Roost, Roost Res, and I'm going to forget something and somebody's going to be really mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many of them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think there's like another 12, something like that. It's still, uh, but it's not going to be all the little small niche ones that, because yeah. there are hundreds. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a, there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, were, were you not already directly connected to those big, to the big five? I mean, verbal Airbnb until now? No, 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 absolutely were. But I, I think this is a really important lesson in general. And, you know, I'm preaching to the choir here. So, you know, but there, there are people in your audience that won't know this. Call it 10 years ago. Okay. Um, home to go, or not home to go, BRBO and home away, charge per listing. And I want to say it was like $250 a year to have yeah. a list. 
and they could call you direct. They could, back then you didn't even book online. Maybe it was a click through to your website, right? And people were like, oh, this is cool. Okay, fine. But it was this much of of the business. Well, now fast forward all of these years. Now there are PMCs out there that 100% of their business is OTA directed, 100%. Well, now the connection that was built five years ago with four API in, uh, endpoints is no, no longer okay. Right. Every that means we have to have um, a you know a, this is our real this is our real story. When we did our first uh, integration, we did the four endpoints. We had one developer that worked on it for four months. We now have two product managers, a quality assurance manager, an entire engineering team that works on nothing but distribution. Because the APIs and the way that things need to be shown are so much more complicated than they used to be. So that means, you know, like a company like ours, where, you know, for years, uh, channels have been included. We, we, we can't continue to do that. Right. Yeah. You know, just, yeah we just can't. And we're not delivering a great product. None of the property management uh, systems are because they are APIs. Right. And they're not even great APIs and they change all the time. And so that means you have lots of so- support tickets in your queue. It means that people are trying to call Airbnb, VRBO and get a call back and they don't get a call back. They're trying to reconcile things and everybody's pointing in different directions. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the, so yeah. the, you know, included or the, the free isn't free at all. They're yeah. Free. Yeah. It's not set it and forget it anymore. No, it's <laughs> and, not set it yeah. and forget it anymore. You, it could, it was that much business. Now it's this much business that everybody cares about it. It also means that there's a lot of things that need to be done to do well on those channels. And so that's really where we're putting our focus is making sure that distribution can be a strategic initiative, not just a forget it, send it, because you're absolutely right. You can't do that anymore. Yeah. How how big of an issue do you feel parity is for property managers putting their listings on a bunch of different channels. I know in you know in my past experience, we would always use rate modifiers, you know, to cover the channel management costs or the OTA costs directly. And I, I, you know, I think it worked for us for sure that it did create a billboard effect, but at the same time, and we, we always still remain very heavily um, book direct ratio, but I also wonder if we had been at the same price on all the channels, how that would have affected things. And just curious, I mean, in the, in hotels, that very much became a theme a few years ago. Um, but I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think that a couple of years ago, it was such a hot button issue. And I think Annie, you and I saw this all the time. We were getting, you know, alerts from the big OTA saying, hey, we see parity and we're going to change it. Or they even changed it that to their contracts. Yeah. I truthfully haven't seen it in the last couple of years um, where there's parity and people do that on purpose. They need to cover their channel commission, yeah. like you're saying, and each channel is different. So they're priced. I, I think, Shell, you and I just went over this. There's a different price on every single channel, but on their direct site, they're cheaper. And you're always trying to drive your bookings to your to your website to have the cheapest bookings. But to me, it's not been a big issue lately. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that has been demand generated in the last couple of years too, that it's like, there's just been, they haven't, the channels haven't needed to nitpick on parody because they're getting so many bookings anyways, but this will be the interesting year to see because that demand, you know, is not going to be quite as much as it, as it was in the supply, obviously it just continues to increase. Well, and you know, the other thing is it's hard to track. This is an individual yeah. 
Yeah. Eight. This is my vacation home. And, you know, it's not like I have 12 of these. I have one. So, you know, it comes on and it goes off. So I think it's just even hard to track. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's like you're going down the freeway at 85 miles an hour and the speed limit's 60, but everybody's going 85. Right. I'm not going to pull anybody over. <laughs> I be here. There's one person 85. You're going to cut that one guy. <laughs> I'm going to go and get that one guy. But so many people are doing, are increasing their rates to cover their fees that it's pretty, um, it's pretty hard to catch, I think. Annie, how does uh, Merit and Homes and Villas feel about rate parity? So we, we believe in it. We believe in being competitive, um, but we're not saying that it needs to be 100% equal to your, your brand direct site, but what we want is competitiveness with the other channels. And what I tell people all the time is I, you know, I get people that will say like, you know, all of my business is coming from insert one of the big ones. And I'm like, well, are you happy with that? No, I don't want to be beholden to them. Okay, raise the rate on that channel. But they get so nervous about it. And it's, I had a conversation actually with somebody at Verma recently. And I was like, well, if you don't like that channel, raise the rate on that channel and people will stop booking because they still want to come to your market. You're a market that people are specifically wanting to come to. They're not just going to Anna Maria, and then they think, oh, well, maybe I'll go to Fort Lauderdale. It's not like that. I mean, if you're going to Anna Maria, you're going there. And she's like, you know, I never really thought about that. It's just like, I was always like, I needed to have all of like channels higher than my direct, but to just raise one above all the rest of them, because didn't, I never thought about that. So I think you have to look at what your business needs are. I mean, we certainly, you know, our core customer is Bonvoy guests. And so we want to make sure that we're providing them with a good product and a stable product and, you know, the product that they can trust. And the part of that trust for them with us is that we're giving them the best rate possible. So if we're getting beat out by another channel, you know, it's, we don't like that. So it's, it's a conversation. And I think it's, it's one of those ones that um, it'll always be out there to be had because everybody's trying to balance out their business and what they, what they want. I think, again, I think we've taken a good approach to it is we're not saying you need to be competitive with your direct site where a lot of the channels had tried to do that for so long. And at, at the end of the day, I mean, that just becomes, like you said, it's, it's a hard thing to manage. There's not a lot of good tools out there. And even if you can scrape the data, the data by the time you get it's so old that the, the parity issue could be, could, could have come and gone, you know, like the wind. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now, will you guys be doing keep? You're going to keep channel managers though, correctly, because you'll need those for the long tail. Oh, of course, of absolutely, course, of course. Okay. And not only that, um, you know, the best tech stack for the customer is what we want. And if we build products that are together better, when I say together with the PMS and the other things, if they're better together, and we do that well then they're going to use our products. And if not, and somebody else does it well, the customer gets to choose. Right. What What does that look like from a support standpoint? You know, I mean, I, I met Annie when she was at Lexicon and I've known you, Michelle and Vanessa also from those days. And I think that was kind of one of the, the biggest um, selling points for the company was that there was that white glove service of how you would you know, help properties really manage um and optimize and merchandise their listings. But what does that look like from the TNS standpoint? I'm going to hand that to Vanessa. That's <laughs> exactly why Vanessa joined us. A hundred percent, because we can put all the money into technology and that's really what we're doing and solving the problems. And I think a thing for us to say is that our lead product person came from this and came from vacation rentals. So he is solving the problems on the tech side, but that doesn't mean that you don't need the support side. So. 
on our side, we want to continue like have white glove service. And then part of that too is being like preferred and elite with these channel partners that we partner up with. Because being that preferred and elite, you have to put in so much work into like the APIs and production. But what that gives us is direct contacts. So we don't have to wait in a queue and wait for somebody to email us and, you know, a couple days later and say something, they're going to reach out to us right away. Um, but at TNS, we're also going to be providing like consultative services where we're giving you baseline audits. Like, hey, these are some of the things that we find important in our industry right now. Are you merchandising? Are you running promotions? Are you like responding to reviews, like basic things that we think that you should be doing? And then we're also partnering up with our channel providers and saying they're going to sit down and do, you know, quarterly reviews with us. So you're not just hearing it from like Travelnet if you're thinking that we're trying to push, you know, one agenda item over the other. It's meeting with our um, our OTA partners as well. And, you know, something that Vanessa didn't measure, um, didn't mention is this like because there really is it's technology it's consultative um, services that are part of uh, the overall product. But also the other thing is um, we will have dedicated SMEs on distribution that will be in the support queue. Nice. So that means that, you know, when you have a distribution problem, there will be experts who that's what they know. That's what they, you know, that's what they do for distribution. Right now, um, just like any other PMS, if you have a problem because this doesn't match that, unless it's easy to solve, it's going to a tier three ticket and you're probably not going to hear about it. Right. (laughs) I mean, you know, being, you know, I think all of us have been on that. Realistic. Yeah. (laughs) We've been there. Yeah. No, that's, we're also, that was, that was a big deal for our customers was like, look, I, I need someone just to fix this one problem for me. So we're going to, you know, so that's really three piece, pieces, consultative technology and support. I think what's interesting is that um, Alex and I talked about this a lot. Like, so you're the sum total of your experience. Sometimes it doesn't make sense as to why you're, you know, where you're at or all the things that you've done, they don't all fit together. But Michelle, I think you're like a perfect example as am I of all the experiences led you to be right here at the right time to be able to solution all of these things with your team. Because had you not had the experience as a property manager, had you not had experience as the channel manager, you wouldn't have known some of these solutions that needed to be invented, created, designed. So, I mean, track is incredibly lucky and I hope they understand how lucky they are to have (laughs) someone with your, with your background and really just the, the business acumen that you bring from so many different er er areas of the industry. Well, I appreciate that. And that's part of the reason they put me into this new role was that, you know, like I'm, I'm a good salesperson. I can run a good sales organization. Um, but I also love the innovative side of our business. So I would find myself a little project. We just now, our customers um, get key data as part of their product. That was like a side thing. It has nothing to do with my normal job. But so I have, I've continued to kind of lean in the direction of new stuff. So I'm excited about the new role and I love working with Vanessa. So it's been great. So let's talk a little bit about direct bookings. That's always a a hot topic and a panel that Michelle, you and I have been on several times now, I think at conferences, but um, what, what is TNS doing to help your partners promote direct bookings or what, is there anything that is, has changed or anything exciting coming down the pipeline? I know, you know, uh, track has always been one of the more enterprise systems that does cater to businesses that aren't just having popped up in the last couple of years that only know the OTAs, but, you know, with um, much more robust phone texting system, 
what what's what's going on on that side? Any any updates? Well, I don't know about updates as much as as like um, reminding everybody to get back to the basics. You know, when when business is good, we're all fat and happy. You know, like everybody's a hero, right? Revenue managers have never been so good as they've been in the last three years. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Right. So when things start to get a little softer like they are now, you have to go back to the basics and pay attention to, you know, okay, so on your website, depending on what you're converting on your website, let's just pretend it's, you know, 2%. Okay. Well, that means you have 98% to try to eat into, right? How do you get those other people to convert into bookers? Right. Um, so, I mean, there's some real simple things like how about a mobile da- a mobile um, website? Everybody's websites right now are mobile friendly. But what about truly having a mobile experience? Because like I think it was Expedia or Booking.com, 60% of their bookings are coming through a mobile website or a mobile um, app. Or the app, yeah. Yeah. Because it's through their app. Yeah. Do you yeah. offer an no. app for customers? Well, we have an um, a... Uh, website that is mobile first rather than friendly. So that would be one of the things you could do to get more direct bookings. And, you know, the mobile experience itself has to be better. Um, But the other thing too is, you know, with Pulse, that's all about voice bookings. And um, I know, you know, distribution and online bookings have taken over compared to 10 years ago. But in the vacation rental business, anything that is important, complicated or expensive will have more voice business. Yep. So if you get 10 phone calls and you're converting 30 of the or three of them, that means you have a seven more to convert. What can you do? It's pretty simple to get one more of those bookings. Mm-hmm. Just one more. But if you think about that, that's a significant amount of business you can affect. So like with our Pulse product, we're, we're um, kind of pushing a little harder on how are people using it? Are they using it? Why not? Are they listening to calls? Are they scoring calls? Are they paying in on incentives? Those are all things that should be done with uh, to get more direct business. So um, I would say that, you know, yes, everybody wants more direct business. Right now you need to be looking at, and I'm going to call it channel, channel business, but I look at channel businesses, online, offline, and distribution, right? Yeah. One of those three things. And then making a plan to, turn up the nozzles of each one of those things. Yeah. And I think we talked about this time last year was like, I, I went, my prediction going into 2022 was that, um, you know, yielding your channels was going to be the new yielding your rates. And so it is interesting to see people who have like said, well, hey, I turned this channel on and this channel off. And it's like, people are understanding now is it's the, the channels are just a lever within this whole toolkit that you have. And so it sounds like with Vanessa's background and what, what you have going on, that you're going to be able to have a team that can, can consult with them when they do their business reviews and help them understand like, there's a time when you want specific channels like that, you know, there, there are channels that focus on that last minute piece of business. You want to have those on when you have last minute business, but if you're full, then they're not going to be on They're you know, they're not going to show availability, but just having that in your back pocket is, is part of the, of the strategy that I think, you know, to your point, Michelle, like people get very comfortable in that I've had 90% direct booking. It's going to stay that way. Well, we know from every piece of the last 30 years, that's just not the way it's going to stay. It's going to go up and down and people need to be prepared for it. Yeah. And, and, and don't you think people have gotten lazy in marketing? 
Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Verbo yeah. and Airbnb has has just completely changed what a marketer used to do. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you want to be a lazy marketer, you can just turn those on and and cut back significantly on efforts for email marketing and everything else. But it's is that sustainable as a strategy? No. Yeah. I mean, that we know through test the test of time that you you have to have a comprehensive plan that covers all sides of it. Right. Otherwise, you're just you're. I mean, there's there's no difference between your properties and you know company down the street their properties there's no difference so having that competitive edge is is a big part of the book direct um strategy yeah and our, our biggest peeve is um the people that will have a website and they'll say you know what's your website oh it's a uh, airbnb.com forward slash my listing and that's not your website you're <laughs> you're marketing for them like you're spending all of your time and effort to help out a channel I do have a question on that that I would love to get your feedback on, both of you. Um, I've seen this uh, come up on LinkedIn quite a bit now that in order to increase um, the metrics on people's Airbnb and VRBO listings, they are building pay-per-click campaigns that go directly to those listings. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as a strategy. To me, it sounds like completely backwards, but it has some merit. But um, (laughs) what do you guys think? I've never heard of that. I say, <laughs> really? Okay. <laughs> what? It's a new, it must be a new thing then, because it's only recently that I've heard of it. But. Yeah. I say, wow, I just not heard. Yeah. Yeah. Knowing how much PPC is. Yeah. That's that. It's pretty- mostly the people in that. You know, we always talk about that large sector of pie that has less than twenty units. I guess I've heard it a bit lately, but it's been in small, it's been in small operators that have five, 10 units and they they can do it very easily because they're not talking about 250 or 300 units right. to try yeah. to buy in a key market. Yeah. I mean, it might be people like in an urban area where they're, you know, there's not, there's not a hotel brand that's out there buying a three bedroom townhouse, you know, to, to try to sell against them. But yeah, I think that that's, that's an interesting play, but are they, again, they're just building up a brand. They're not building their own brand. And that's like one of the things we've tried to focus so much on the show is like, you know, use the channels to help build your brand, but don't build their brand, you know, for them. You, you have yeah. to be able to be able to stand on your own because something could happen and that channel could go away. If it just, it can happen. Really, if you think fundamentally, if we are, I don't say we meaning me, but if, if property managers are using their marketing budgets to send traffic to Verbo Airbnb listings, I mean, We've been completely brainwashed. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's what the world comes to. I mean, literally, we're now paying for them to see to, to drive bookings. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's a very uh, paying to drive bookings and it's, paying them for bookings, paying for the bookings. They're double dipping. Yeah. Well, yeah. my mind was going like literally thinking through because I yeah. trail how PPC works. I was thinking through and thinking to myself, they mustn't have their own website if they're doing that. Yeah. Or the website performs so poorly. So badly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, you know, and the booking experience is more difficult, could be, yeah. or, you know, so then they need to call uh, Atlas uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> to help them with their digital marketing, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 You just reminded me of that, Michelle, going back to the basics. And that's really part of the thing that we're trying to do with distribution and utilizing the OTs. I don't think, I don't know if you guys have noticed, most OTs now allow you to put like your thumbnail and about your company and really drive that aspect, but it's not part of the API. 
So they make it really difficult for someone we're dealing with like an enterprise, like 1300 units to go in there for each one because you have to yes. that or a listing. So that's really what Michelle and I are going back to with our customer base is like going back to the basics, utilizing, filling out that host profile, putting your thumbnail, kind of trying to drive the business back to direct um, and also merchandising. You're able to merchandise on a lot of these channels. So what I mean by that is like, you know, condo 304 by Michelle's vacation rentals. It's really driving the customer back to that. So that's really what we're doing with our baseline audits and try Are to get able to do that now. I mean, in, in the titles on Verbo and Airbnb. So they've some channels allowed and some don't. So Verbo does allow it. Airbnb will take it out. But Airbnb does give you the ability to put in your profile picture and about the company. So you, you still have that marketing piece there. Yeah. I, I know back at some point, Verbo was not allowing that or was trying to basically push you in the opposite direction of not saying the, if it's a condo, not saying the building name, just use adjectives so that it makes it harder for somebody to go and search that on their own. But I mean, that that whole debate has gone all over the place over the years. It used to be that you could have um, pictures within your listing that would show your staff and like your office building and things like that. And that's, I don't believe that's allowed again. At one point that was definitely banned, but it's it's good to see that they're at least encouraging some, you know, some promotion of the company. I mean, that's pretty good will for Verbo. For Verbo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, before we wrap up, is there like, I mean, you guys have a lot going on. Like, where do we just hear every week? There's something new that you're doing. I know I never get to talk to Vanessa anymore because she's so busy, but I'm so busy and <laughs> Michelle's always busy. So outside of this, uh, this new, the hospitality hub, and then um, this new distribution, is there anything else that you guys have going on that is coming down the pike to share? Well, I don't know about coming down the pike, but, you know, we bought rented in January and we yeah. were talking, kind of earlier we were talking about like what what are some of the things that make sense to go in a property management system? And we think revenue management is one of those things that, you know, sure. could very easily be um, put into a property management system where, you know, rented by itself did great things. Um, but when it came in with us and it all of a sudden is now part of this this ecosystem, there's so many more things we can do to make the product, the products better together. Um, and, you know, revenue management coming into this year, again, revenue managers could do no wrong um, in the last three years. And I'm not saying the revenue managers do not know their craft. So I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that yeah. it's easier to price higher. Yeah. 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 Operating it's, in a surplus is a different as, environment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little different than what things are going to be like now. And so I think revenue management is a big piece of what will make um, companies kind of rise above that, um, you know, rise above their competition. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, this is definitely a year to sharpen the pencils, I think, for marketing and revenue management. It's it's going to be more like 2019. We all have been talking about that. And and I remember that year, 2019 was, it was a good year, but it was still like, it was still competitive. I mean, it wasn't just a given that you were going to be sold out on your peak weeks or timeframes, like you have to, you know, go to market with some pretty good strategies. So it's great to see what DNS is providing. I think you guys do an exceptional job and just very lucky, as Andy said, to have Vanessa now on the team to help your clients with their MTA distribution and Michelle for you to just continue innovating. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah. Very, very fun. Well, thanks for having us. I'm glad it's not the last uh, Alex and Annie to be had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have you guys back again, hopefully like uh, the other le letter, latter part of the year 
kind of see how this rolled out and um, see how successful that we know you're going to be. But um, we're just excited to be part of it and, and excited to cheer you guys on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, you guys. If, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, what's the easiest way to reach out? Um, mmarquis at tnsinc.com or vmore at tnsinc.com. Either one of those will work. Okay. And, you know, well, I'm on LinkedIn occasionally as well. <laughs> Every once in a while. Occasionally. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, everybody. If you want to get in touch with uh, Annie and I, you can go to alexandanniepodcast.com. And until next time, thank you for tuning in.